All I see is just like your giant tits. Chaz's tits are O-U-T out. She can spell out everyone. Spell. My tits are also O-U-T out for the record, just not as many as hers. I, um... You look like you're covered in oils. I am. Describe your oil routine to the people. Uh, I Google search slippery slide and slug. And then I print out a vision board of said slippery slide and slugs. And that's how I start my nighttime routine, slathering on my oils. She just does a slip and and slide. I don't know if you've seen me. I look like I'm four years old with huge tits. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is our first official episode. I'm Katie. I'm Chaz. And you're listening to Please Stop, the podcast where we say what everyone else is thinking. Yeah. Do we? Let's talk about being friends with your exes. Okay. I can say there's only one ex that I'm not friends with. And that was my ex from when I was 15 years old. I think you can give them code names. You want to keep talking about them. They should have names. I would call my most recent ex <laughs> Rikas. Why would you call him that? Um, because his real name is Picus. <laughs> I don't like, I don't want to talk about exes this first. The first okay. Time. Let's talk about us. Chaz, I'm going to let you tell the story from your perspective about how you met me. (laughs) Describe the setting. What's the year? It is late September. No, it is early October 2014. I had just moved to New York on a whim. September 22nd, 2014. Um, Was obsessed with having a job and finding stability immediately. So my dumbass gets on Craigslist to maniacally search for jobs. And I keep seeing all these amazing opportunities to become a personal masseuse, a personal cocktail waitress for private poker games, uh, a foot model. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm such a go-getter. I'm going to apply to as many things as I can Look, if there's anything I have, it's sexy feet. They're tiny, high arch. And I was like, yeah, I could totally, I could do that as a side gig. I did not realize it wasn't for private use. I definitely sent pictures of my feet along with my resume thinking, okay, you know, this is obviously like, this is just a a virtual audition. You know, my mother really built up my confidence so much as a child and was convinced I would be a child star. She had me in modeling classes. She had me in singing and dancing. There are certain circles of the world that believe Chaz is JonBenet Rams. Well, I am. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. I I really, delusions of grandeur, I was like, I'm going to be a foot model. And this is my big break. Didn't realize who I was sending it to. It looked like it was a legitimate not agency, but like clothing. I don't remember, but looking back, I definitely was just giving away free feet pics. They're probably on some website. My very good friend, shout out to Megan Roberts, has found a wiki feet fan page that uh, people in India made for her. That's terrifying. 
If anyone searches for this and finds it, please let us know. You can email us at pleasestop.podcast at gmail.com. We would like to see this wiki page of chat. You can see how, how much they look like rat feet. My hands look like rat paws. My feet, no, they're like hot. My feet are great. So anyway, what were the other job descriptions? The masseuse I knew better, but I was like, okay, there's a high demand. I could get my license and be a massage therapist. Like, Aww. Small town girl goes to the big city and thinks she's going to be a massage therapist. I was just like, there's a demand for it. Not realizing it was some Jeffrey Epstein stuff, probably. Like, who really knows? But I'm okay. So I'm just looking for jobs. I know nobody in New York. I dropped out of school. I was supposed to go to vet school to be a vet. So I had a psychology degree under my belt. I was almost finishing my bio degree. I had like two more classes for it. Dropped out, realized I didn't want to go to vet school, needed to change career paths, didn't want to apply to grad school to be a psychologist. So I was like, let me see what is achievable in New York. So, so far we're at foot model, massage therapist, cocktail waitress. All entirely achievable, all within your grasp. So I thought, and you know what? They could have been, but anyway, fate ran its course. So spoiler alert, she did not meet me at any of these careers. I, I'm, I'm also on foot searching for jobs. So I'm living in Williamsburg, my favorite neighborhood ever. I live in Chelsea now, but Williamsburg has my heart. So I'm just walking and exploring in each boutique I go in. I'm like, are you hiring? And I go into one called Jane's Closet and do the whole, are you hiring thing? And they said, no. <laughs> Which, okay, whatever. And so that was that, but I really like. Can you describe what you looked like at this point too? I was like, I, okay, I'll say this. I had a tumbler that was pastel goth themed. Uh, my favorite two were Jeffrey Campbell Nightwalkers. The studded one. And I also wore this suede Mary Jane Jeffrey Campbell heelless ones, like in broad daylight, like during the day. Leather mini skirts, just like a lot of studs. I really liked the brand Unif. I had a different color hair. Your hair was like green and blue at that point, right? Yeah, because I want I wanted it silver and I got purple toner that the blue clung to the blonde and it turned green but anyway I just I always I, I look cool like honestly I think for the time yeah you looked cool you just looked totally different than you do now yeah like I was the pastel goth tumbler version of myself now I still have that side in me it's just dormant but anyway so I go home I get back on Craigslist I keep job hunting since none of the boutiques were hiring and I repeat this throughout the entire week. And then like maybe two weeks later, I see on Craigslist that Jane's Closet is hiring. And that was the boutique I had gone in. And I was like, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but I just moved down the street and I'm still looking for a job. And they're like, yeah, come in for a formal interview. And I did. And I got the job. And then my first day of work, I never, oh, by the way, I never took any of the Craigslist jobs. Once I sent the feet pics, I never heard back. So maybe my feet aren't that cute. Maybe your resume wasn't that good. They only want 
The only one Ivy League CEO level foot pics. <laughs> My whole resume was geared to be a, a vet. So it was just like a million paid and unpaid vet internships and I, one day I will thoroughly get into my vet tech background. It's something I'm really proud of. But That's something we should do a full episode on is like, please stop raising your dog the wrong way by Chaz. Very passionate. I'll get heated. You'll have to lower your volume. I, my, my voice will be raised. Anyway. Anyway. So, okay. I walk in to Jane's closet for my first real day of work. Manic. So excited. Again, I know nobody in the city. And I'm like, I'm going to make female friends. I had a roommate at the time. This, I forgot about that guy. Yeah. And he was like the only person I really knew in New York. And I was, I really was sick of him. And I just wanted a female friend. And I see Katie and I just word vomit my entire last year of my life onto her. No, prior to that. You walk into the, okay, this is my interpretation of how we met. So I remember your interview because I was working at the 6th Street location that day. And that was where I was there for your interview. I wasn't there when you like came in and dropped off your resume, but I was there for the interview because I was closing the store that night and I was just sitting up at the front. I see this girl come in and the first thing that I noticed about you was this like wave this like intense like sickly sweet wave of like jasmine perfume do you remember what you used to oh yeah it was like called sensual name like labia no it was a lot I remember you like walking by the register to go back for your interview because Jane and Roy were there those were the store owners thanks for hiring us guys oh pause side note um, I was not at all close to Roy. And I know Jane's not listening to this, so I feel comfortable saying this, but I stalked Jane's Facebook once, found a candid picture of her husband, Roy. He wasn't even smiling in the picture. It was just a candid picture like of him in the background. I printed it out and kept screen printing it on birthday cakes for my then boyfriend And I thought it was so funny. And so Roy, the owner's husband, was like, he was the image on many birthday cakes for years to come after that. So congratulations, Roy. Now you know. I just always wonder if he saw, if he ever saw me like picking up the cake from the bakery and saw his face. I wish he had. I just, what would the conversation have been? I would have just said, I know I haven't seen you in five years. I have to do it. How to do it to him. <laughs> I, I have to do this. I'll have a choice. Anyway, Chaz comes in. I smell this like nauseating wave of jasmine perfume. Very intense wave of jasmine perfume. Just wafts through the store. Hits you right in the face. Smacks you down. And I was like, who is here right now? I'm just trying to close the store, trying to go home, trying to go back to my apartment. Um, She's like looking around. I was like, hey, what's up? She's like, oh, I'm here for an interview. And, you know, sent her to the back and she just walked. Did I not? Did I just start shopping? I didn't like approach anyone saying I was there for an interview. I don't think so. I think I remember you just like looking at the clothes and 
around the store and I was like, I can help her. We're about to close. It was right before closing. This was in my really spiritual time in my life when I was just floating bouncing yeah. around. It was very much that energy. But like I remember your hair was in ponytail. I saw the green hair. And I think I remember you wearing a skirt to the interview and I just smelled your perfume. And yeah, that like the perfume is really what stuck with me there. How short was the skirt? I don't remember. It was probably very short. I'm sure it was it was like flouncy and like school girly, I think. That is still the same. I, my aesthetic now is still flouncy school girl. Yeah. Yeah, that'll never change. That's the ideal aesthetic. Anyway, and then I forget about her. Completely forget about it. And I was just like, okay, that was weird. Like several weeks later, <laughs> I'm working the, sto- the other store by myself, the one on Grand Street in Williamsburg. Neither of these stores exist anymore, by the way. We put them up. Anyway, I'm like working the other store a few weeks later and in comes this girl who I'm supposed to train to be our new sales girl. So I'm working these long seven hour shifts in the store by myself and I I have to run to the back to eat my snacks in the back of the store. Just like So I'm in the back of the store just trying to shove my little snack into my face. I was trying to be healthy at the time. I would bring like salads and chickpeas and, you know, healthy stuff. So I'm just in the back peacefully eating my snack. And this girl comes in and I was like, oh God, I got to go back out to the front of the store. Like, Jesus Christ, I'm just trying to eat. I'm so hungry. So I'm annoyed already. And I'm thinking it's a customer. I'm not knowing it's this girl that I'm training. And so I throw my snack down and I go out and I was like, what? And lo and behold, it's Chaz. And she was like, oh, did I interrupt you? You were so nice. And I was just like, what do you want? (laughs) You were so, you really did. You were so sweet. And you were like, oh, did I interrupt you? Should I come back? And I was like, no, I'm supposed to train you. I'm pretty sure you said that. And I was like, no, I'm just eating my snack. And you were like, oh, well, you can finish it if you want to. So I was like, yeah, sick. I'm going to. <laughs> I, I still had my Southern hospitality. So then I continued shoving the cottage cheese into my face. And I, my, I want to tell everyone that you were eating straight cream cheese. It wasn't cream cheese. She was not- eating straight cream cheese mixed with sour cream. That's not what it was. It was one of those little, like, break off tubs of cottage cheese they're good put pepper on them if you haven't tried that it's good is this a nutrition pod now do you have any other advice yeah eat a lot of dick it's also good for you okay we're not saying words like that because i'm trying to be a therapist because she's a four-year-old with giant tits she can't say words like that's fine because there's no cursing no cursing (laughs) stop cursing i'm a four-year-old with giant breasts not tits can't that word that. makes me very uncomfortable. Honkers. Okay, so I like blacked out after, like, when I met you because I just kept, I was so excited to introduce myself. So I word vomited to the point where I don't really recall a lot of what I said. I know now from us always talking about the story, but you, you say it. In your own words. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you spent like a solid two hours telling me your life story from like front to back, like start to finish. I learned everything about you. I learned about your lesbian love that you had been dating for six years and like lived with. And then you left and moved to New York and you had this love affair with a Swedish man. And I 
a thousand percent thought it was all bullshit. I was like, there is no way this girl is a pathological liar. She's a psychopath. Just pick up a broom and sweep the store, Chaz. You're literally like laying on a bench in the middle of the floor, like dangling your legs off, being like, I'm in love with this Swedish boy. And I was like, can you stop, please? I'm teaching you how to fold jeans. This is how we fold the jeans. Granted, you keep going. (laughs) (laughs) And that was our first meeting. And then for some God unknown reason, she doggedly pursued me doggedly yeah Ugh. yeah I did just you you wanted to be my friend so bad you kept being like let's go to dinner let's get drinks and I was like this weird girl at work wants to be friends with me. but you know how I not forced my friendship on you look at us now seven years later almost this is a thing about me. A lot of my friends know this about me. If It's a thing. If you want to be my friend, you do kind of have to force the friendship on me. Why, why is that? I always assume people don't want to hang out with me. Well, I was desperate. That's the only reason I did. <laughs> and now you're stuck. And now I'm like, you're grandfathered in. Yeah. But you know, yeah, I told you... I was like, I've been dating a girl for six years, but I'm like straight. I don't know how that works. I fell madly in love with this Swedish guy while he was on an American road trip. And now I just, I've also decided to drop out of college and change career paths and move to New York on a whim. Yeah. I mean, would you want to be friends with this person? It just went that synopsis, like. Dropped out of college, doesn't know <laughs> what the fuck she's doing in New York, has no real reason to be here. In love with a Swedish man who she spent, what, 24 hours total with? No, no. We were together longer than that. How many hours? It's hours, not not weeks. If we count our interaction when he moved to Brooklyn down the street and surprised me, it would be about 80, 80 hours. Maybe set, yeah, about 80 hours. But you know what? Three and a half days. It's quality, not quantity. And you saw how that played out. Here's the thing. Here's the crazy thing about this, because Chaz is telling me all of these stories, and I'm thinking, no way is any of this true. I was like, I have a pathological liar on my hands. She's like, I don't know what her deal is. She seems like a hot-ass mess. And the crazy thing is, all of it was true. Every single piece of it like she would come in with the craziest stories about these like models she was dating who would take her to like these clubs that they like knew the owner and she would just like have these wild experiences and I would just be like okay yeah whatever like no one's dating real mo-. I was like he probably just told her he's a model like he's not actually a model this poor girl from Louisiana is getting scammed in New York City <laughs> meeting these guys on like tinder at the time because that was the hot ass Tinder was it at the time. We didn't have Bumble. We didn't have Hinge. We didn't have Raya. There was nothing other than Tinder. And I was like, these guys are lying to you, sweetie. Like, he's not a model, babe. He probably is just a promoter and he's getting free bottles that way. But the thing is, when you dug into it, all of it was true. And so that was when I was like, all right, she's the real deal. You were intrigued. I, um, 
do you remember the, we won't mention his name, but the one model who painted the hearts outside of my apartment? Adam, go look up his Instagram if you want to see his art. I'm going to have to bleep that. Um, no. If you go far back enough in Chaz's Instagram, you can see the graffiti hearts that this guy painted outside of her apartment. Again, a story I thought was fake, but was real. Chaz was just out there by herself spray painting hearts. And yeah, wanted- I was just going with. I was just going with the narrative. I was spray painting those hearts in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to see Chaz's cool artwork, go back on her Instagram. Yeah, one of the models who I, I mean, he was an artist. And uh, he does—he does his own like designs. He was more of a model on the side, but I actually talked to him three days ago. I don't even think I told you that. But anyway, this just goes to show our different approaches of being friends with exes. Yeah, I mean, we're not—I wouldn't say we're friends. Just like, what did you talk about? Well, he works in Chelsea, and I had seen him, but in on the. I saw him walking. That's irrelevant. Yeah, one in the middle of the night. Or I woke up one morning with all these hard spray painted outside my apartment. And Katie saw it with her own eyes. I had I had exciting stories. And I'm glad that they all unfolded where you could see that they were valid. Yeah, we had some solid wild times happen in New York. Well, I guess that was it. I mean, we we bonded very quickly. And Katie, it helped because Katie lived three blocks down the street. So we were at each other's apartments all the time. Yeah, those were the days. I know. And now we live like a three, we were a three minute walk and then we're like a three hour plane ride. But we still <laughs> live at work. I'm, I consider myself bi-coastal. She means the Gulf Coast by that, by the way, not the West I don't consider myself bi-coastal. I consider myself a former New Yorker. Sometimes I I fantasize of you moving back. I would never. Why? I love New York so much, and I'm so glad that I spent my 20s there. But it's not a place that I like ever saw myself having a family or owning property. I... For a second, didn't see myself here long-term. You know, I was about to put up my apartment for sale. But I recently decided New York is my home. But that doesn't mean I wouldn't... I don't know. I'm constantly visiting so much that I feel like I have a good balance going. But... I think, too, part of living in New York is going on that roller coaster. Like, every few years, you flirt with the idea of, like... Ready to leave is now the time. Should I go? Should I stay? Like you go through those ups and downs with the city, and it's really this like living, breathing thing. I remember it, and I remember there were years where I would be like, "I'm never leaving." Like I can't imagine being anywhere else. There's nowhere else I would rather be. And I mean, the thing is, we both moved here. You were younger. How old were you when you moved to New York? I was 19, and I moved away. 10 years later. I was 22. Well, I did move. Remember when I did move? Yeah, you left for what, six months? Yeah. I um, randomly, I have a thing for Europeans, obviously. So I um, started dating 
this English guy was going to break up with him, was still madly in love with the Swedish guy, but long distance doesn't work for me. So when I put that on hold, I started dating this English guy who's the sweetest, purest human. (laughs) And um, I was going to break up with him because I decided I wanted to travel around Europe. But then he was like, no, um, my mom lives in the English countryside because he had dual citizenship and his dad was in Brooklyn. His mom was still in England. And he was like, we don't have to break up. You can just come and go as you please and have full freedom. But that way I know you're safe and we're still together and you can just live in the English little cottage countryside situation and still travel Europe. And I was like, yeah, it's okay. Whatever. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I took off and went in North Yorkshire, England, which is like four hours outside of London for like six months. And which is kind and that's a whole different wild story living with his family in England. Yes. Uh, I don't know if anyone's familiar with Reiki healing. They were lovely people. His, his mom and his sister, especially, they were also self-proclaimed witches and warlocks. <laughs> I save it. It was an experience. Um, I almost... We can save that story. Yeah. They, um... His sister was convinced that I had a spirit attached to me and she tried saging me and my Prada and all of my clothes. And, and, and I, we'll save that. That's uh, for another episode. But yeah, I've, I've gotten overwhelmed by New York. That was a really dark time in my life. And I did leave, but then I came back. It's like, I, I just have to cleanse my palate long enough to miss it. And now it's like, I'll be gone for a few days and then I want to come right back. Yeah. It's one of those evolving relationships that you have with the place that ebbs and it flows katie used to be so disgusted by my eating habits i still am well you know it's all about personal preference and opinion chaz's personal preference is for various forms of goop she liked to eat goop i like to drink my food no i just like yeah i like goop remember when i would eat the kale yeah, sometimes, damn, after we hired Chaz, like I said, you have to sneak your snacks in between customers at the store because heaven forbid, you know, we're human and we eat in front of customers. Yes, yes, eat. It's bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're not going to buy clothes if they watch me eat. <laughs> um, so Chaz would bring, and she was on the health kick, I suppose, at the time. Where am I not? Bring entire heads of raw kale and just sit and eat them like a rabbit, stems and all. <laughs> because I was lazy and I, I, I didn't want to bring a container for salad and then a separate container for dressing or like pre-mix it and have it be all wilty. You know, like I would just eat the kale plain. Why I didn't just buy a bag of kale chips could not tell you. I thought I was on Why? the way. You didn't just pre-mix your kale salad and bring it with you. Because I didn't want it to get wilty. And it doesn't wilt. That's the beauty of kale. You can make it the day before and kale is such a strong lettuce. It's not going to wilt. Okay. Well, well now. now. I was going through a phase where I liked eating it raw. I thought that it, it oh my God, it tore up my stomach. I don't know what I thought. I don't I, know. I like the challenge. I like the challenge. It was very odd. Um, Speaking of yeah. groceries <laughs> in, in Brooklyn. No. This <laughs> story for another time. The cops are still going to come after you for that. <laughs> yeah, basically, 
this cashier at a bodega had a crush on me and I would go in after a night of drinking like consistently every night. And it was a pattern where he said his uncle owned the bodega and he would always only charge me $5 or not at all. And I would get like so much money worth of groceries. I would get the most expensive organic detergent. I would get roses for myself. And then he had this delivery man who would deliver it all to me for free. I would tip him, but I never was charged. And I was like, oh my God, everyone in New York is so nice. I don't have to pay for anything. This is amazing. The cops on her. Then the owners, I was friends. His name was like Marvin. I was friends with him on Facebook. And he messaged me one day. Like this went on. Katie, how long did it go on for? At least a couple of, like, I want to say at least one month, maybe like a month and a half. A month and a half. It was a while. Like, I did it too. I remember one night you were like, let's go get groceries. And I was like, I don't, I, like, I want to pay you for them. And yeah, we were definitely fucked up. And we went in there and you were just like, no, yeah, just put it in my basket. He'll bring it, he'll bring it home for us. And I was like, what? And so I only got like four things. I was like, oh my God, I don't want to just take a bunch of stuff. And you were like, no, 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 you can take more, take more. It was like supermarket sweep for me like I was like felt like I was on a food network game show where it's like how much can you possibly collect and I always I didn't take advantage I I never dated this person I only interacted with him when I would go to pay and we would do the little dance of hey Martin how are you I hope you're having a nice night and then he would give me my receipt and I'd be like oh my god Martin you need to start charging me thank you so much and like I never hung out with him I only interacted with him there and on Facebook just like casually talking and the owners I guess I had accumulated a lot of money's worth of items because I mean Brooklyn's expensive and when you get into all the organic pro like items and all that it adds up quickly And I just remember having a voicemail from the owners being like, we went to your work or something. They're like, you owe us $900. Um, We have you on camera. We're going to the cops. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) And like, was it you or Gina who they came to Jane's closet looking for me? It was not me. It must have been Gina. Or maybe it was, I don't know. I don't know, but basically, Roy. I feel like they hustled me, even though I guess in the end I was hustling them unknowingly. Like, again, I had every intention to pre from your local bodega. Yeah, I mean, is it, how is it stealing if he literally <laughs> giving your card to pay and he just is consistently not charging you? Yeah, that seems like a problem. He said he's the owner's nephew. So he's like, it's really is fine. Like, he acted like he was a co-owner of the bodega. And I was like, oh, all right. You must be because you're able to do this. Like, I didn't question it. And, um, yeah, I ended up paying them. And they felt, when they met me, they felt bad in the end. And they were like, <laughs> Martin's fired. They told me, they were like, stay away from him. His family's dangerous. And I was like, I, what? You were hustling the mafia in Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean. The Hispanic mafia. Of just Williamsburg. Yeah, for for nice deter- detergent. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that's the story of how we met. Pretty much. I mean, more or less, yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot that's happened since then that we'll slowly get into. We're gonna we're gonna continue to get into it. Um, but for now, I think that's it. 
Yeah. All right. What's our outro? You can call me Picas. You can call me Rika. Knock it off. Follow us on Instagram. It's please stop dot pod. Please is spelled P L S. Like plus 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 stop podcast. Um, yeah, please stop dot pod on Instagram. Follow us there. We're gonna put out new episodes. I think every Wednesday, maybe every Thursday, depending on how fast we can get these things edited. Yeah. All right. Um, bye. Bye.